Uh, Bar two was on a roll last night as the they rolled out the college football playoff rankings. And I think, uh, well, I'm going to let him frame it up. Matrix Analytical, the number one staffing firm in the country for college football. Probably for other sports eventually. But uh, he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. And this segment is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Bartu, good morning. How you doing, bud? Oh, dude, I am doing great. It is another beautiful hump day. So, <laughs> nah, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it, it's a great morning. And uh, it is always fun to be part of college football. Uh, but, yeah, we had... Um, you teed it up a little bit there. We had a we had our first ranking committee top twenty five come out last night, huh? What'd you think? Well, when Georgia was it after the two conversations that we've had this week, <laughs> um, and you were walking me through your top four and then your your top ten, as soon yeah. as Georgia was at number two, I checked Twitter uh, with you, and so you tell our listeners. I mean, you you, you called on to, to their model and their pattern. From the jump, right, right, right. I guess we should frame it up for, for yeah. Let's you know, do that for, for for everybody. Yeah. Okay. So so um, so so as most everybody knows, right? I mean, the what we do in college football has migrated into uh, analytics for coaching and staff building, right? That's that's our big thing that we do. But we still dabble in the dark arts of being a devil's advocate and trying to solve story problems and with the top 25 ranking with the committee in the first week it came out bill hancock gave you all the variables that were used to rank teams now i know since then they said well you can use other things but guess what they really don't so we figured out the pattern in which they rank teams and it's actually very consistent uh, that, that, that's probably what what fans don't realize is the media warps all of these rankings, but the actual week over week, if you use the same, if you say, if y'all sat down with me and I can show you quality wins of every team over the last nine years, top 25 wins, strength of schedule, okay, margin of victory, margin of loss, I can show you the exact pattern to ranking all these teams. And so actually the committee, I personally believe inside the numbers, the committee has been remarkably consistent to what Bill Hancock said would be part of the model. And the committee has been remarkably fair in implementing those. They haven't really had a brand bias. They haven't really ignored the numbers. They've done everything pretty much by the book, which is great for fans. You know, and because as fans, you don't realize it, but I can see the consistency for everybody. So I know that if Mississippi State has a good resume, they're going to be treated fairly. I know if Ole Miss has a good resume. Last night, we had them pegged at nine and a half. That was their projected ranking last night was nine and a half based on their resume, based on the last 45 rankings. We had Ole Miss at nine and a half. Okay. We had LSU at 15. All right. And so I love the consistency. And last night, that all went out the window with Georgia. All of it. All of it. That was the single biggest bunch of ignoring the ranking rules and just, I don't know what it was, Bo. I mean, I want to call them a bunch of names, 
but I think it's just horse crap. I think they were scared of the public by putting Georgia seemingly where they belonged, right? And and I know a lot of fans, like last night when I was when I was talking about it, there was two things that always came back about uh, when I was discussing it on, on Twitter. And one of them was, hey, Dave, it always worked out in the end. Yes, it does always work out in the end. And it doesn't matter what I say or you say. It all comes out in the wash, and whatever the final four is is the final four. But from a fan base, don't you want to know that if you follow the ranking rules in the process, you are going to be ranked fairly? Sure. Right? Yeah. So the only two teams that were not ranked fairly last night were Georgia and Florida State. I mean, I was. I, I hope you went on last yesterday in your show and said, "Look, Ohio State's the easy number one." I've been saying that for for what two weeks now. Yeah. And guess what? Where they're at? They're number one in spite of Georgia and Michigan being one two all season and all the other polls. Ohio State was clear number one. Michigan was a clear number three. I mean, look at look at Michigan and Georgia. This is this cracks me up looking at it. Right. So Michigan and Georgia both eight no. Michigan's strength of schedule is 88. Georgia's 108. Michigan has four quality wins. And Bill Hancock said a quality win is a win over a or, or a, a team that's over 500. Michigan has four of them. Georgia has two. Neither have beat a top 25 team. Georgia's margin of victory is 25.8, which is game control. That's, that's their fancy word for margin of victory is game control. And Michigan is at 34.8. Michigan has everything over Georgia except I guess their name isn't Georgia. So I, I, don't, I don't know that the two problems here is, one, was it a committee? This, if it's the first, if it's the committee being scared, it's the first time that they're scared of public backlash, which doesn't make any sense to me. And if they're not scared, then this is the first confirmation I have ever seen in 46 ranking shows that the committee took their gut and projection of where they expect the team to be and actually acted on it, right? Wow. So, I, I mean, it, nobody's mad about it, right? Because you, because people are going, well, Georgia is probably the number two team, but we've never had a committee go, well, this is probably the number two, 22 team or number two team. They've always treated everybody fair. So down the road, if these ranking rules are still in place, which they probably will be, and the committee is still in place to rank teams, what the ripple effect is, is they have set the precedence that if somebody goes, yeah, you know, Georgia, their resume sucks, and they haven't played anybody, and they really haven't beat the crap everybody, but, you know, I'm going to rank them ahead of Mississippi State who's done everything right and has a way better resume. I mean, how pissed off would you be if it came down to that? Wow. Right? And now we've set the precedent. They have done everything consistent up until last night. Now we've set the precedence that the committee can just go, well, all resume and performance and quality wins and top 25 wins if if we just think you're that good. Because there's nobody on the committee that can watch these games and say, I understand X's and O's well enough to know who's better. Right. We know that, right? Right. You know, if you put Barry Alvarez – and you know, and you put Dan Mullen on the on the committee and a bunch of former you know coaches and say, here, watch film for a hundred hours a week. You know, okay, I'll trust their X's and O's regardless of the records, but not this group, right? So that's my biggest problem is you had forty five weeks of consistent behavior, and even this week, look at everybody else. You did Florida State, we had them at number two. We had Georgia at four. They got flip flopped. Okay, everything else. We had Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ole Miss in the exact order. 
I'm looking at it right now. Heck, I I I, I took a screenshot. I sent this to you. You know how dead on it was. Yeah. Except Georgia and Florida State. And my biggest problem is it, it's telling everybody is look, even if you follow the rules, we don't care. We just think that brand right now is better. And that is just not cool by me. No. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Wow. So the first time since 2014. Yep. Nine years. Okay. Yeah. nine, Nine years where I can look at this and go, that is absolute horse feathers. Just, I mean, put any word you want in there. I, was, I wasn't I was mad about the ranking and being wrong. That's what a lot of people are saying, quit whining about being wrong. That's not the point. The point is I had 45 weeks of predictive behavior using the same model, and even though they weren't transparent about it, they were consistent. I was mad about the lack of consistency, not for Georgia, but against the rest of college football. Okay. Day bar two, matrix analytical. Number one staffing college football staffing firm in the country he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. So Bartu doesn't care where anybody is. He's just saying, "Hey, since 2014, this has been the model," mm-hmm. and they went away from it for the first time last night by putting Georgia at number two. But the the common fan that's busy goes, "Oh yeah, Georgia should be number two, but they shouldn't be," is what you're sh- saying. They may right, be in right, the right. end, but they should not yeah. be right now. Let it play out, right? That's what all the other committees have done is they've let it play out. Now, what they will do is um, they will tweak some things. I, I, th- I think that Georgia at number two is a massive tweak, okay? Um, Oregon, right up next to Washington, was a tiny tweak. If anybody listened to my videos that I put out last night on my Instagram yesterday morning, um, I said Oregon is one of those teams that might move up in the rankings because what the committee will commonly do is they'll take the top two contenders and put them close together. Right. And so the committee, by putting Oregon at six, we had Oregon at 10, but I said, Oregon might be right up next to Washington because the committee is going to look at this and go, okay, Washington's been sliding. The resume isn't that much better than Oregon. Oregon would have beat them if Dan doesn't go for uh, touchdowns every time he could have taken field goals. Right. And so Oregon was your other big winner last night from 10 spots up to number six, but I understand it putting them next to Washington because if either one of them went out, they're probably in, but I don't know which one it's going to be. So that's kind of a safety net there. Um, 
And, and those are the two big teams we had in. The other one was USC. We had USC at 26. I think they came in at 22, 23, something like that. So your three big winners 20. that were out. Yeah, 20. Okay. So your big three, your three winners last night in terms of being overranked, in my opinion, inside the numbers, Georgia, obviously, Oregon, understandable up there next to Washington, but still below the undefeated, uh, and then USC in there. Um, and, and there was only one loser last night. That was Florida State from two to four. Everybody else was either dead on the model or within one to a half spot of the ranking. Should Florida State, like, should Michael Alford, the AD, or someone be concerned? Uh, I don't know if I'd be concerned because ultimately it's going to play out. Like I said, the, the concern here is um, is going forward. Do they just get to go with their gut feeling? And, you know, can they just be afraid of the public and go, well, the public really likes Georgia. I don't want the backlash, you know. Now, if I was the Florida State AD, um, see, there's a problem. It's, 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 a, it's a politics thing. Do you, do you lose your mind publicly and call everybody out for what is, to me, an obvious transgression in the numbers in terms of going against it and not being consistent, or you just shut up and let it play out. You know me. I mean, if I, if I was making $100,000 a month for Florida State, I'd be losing my mind publicly because right. everybody loved me for it. Right, right. <laughs> he already did that this past summer on conference expansion. Okay. Um, and I liked it. I mean, most guys aren't vocal. Most of these ADs don't say anything. Uh, Michael Offer, no. uh hell, he came on the show and was – very opinionated. He went to Mississippi State, so that's that was anyway. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. There was one of the first problems. You should have just said that in the first place. I know man. it. I know it. Can Jeez. you believe he's the AD at Florida State? I know. Um, oh, boy. Okay, somebody asked on the on our Ag Up Equipment text line, we're visiting with Bartu, yeah. Matrix Analytical, on the Out of Bounds show. Uh, Bartu, why is Missouri ahead of LSU if LSU beat Missouri? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So let's, I'll reverse engineer this for y'all, okay? Number one, head-to-head only matters if everything else is equal, okay? Okay, that's what, that's what Hancock said, okay? So when you're looking at ranking the importance of things, head-to-head is, would only come into play if everything else was equal. We got Missouri at 7-1, and one, LSU is at 6-2. and two. That's not equal. Missouri strength of schedule is at 48, LSU is at 37. That's pretty equal. Missouri has three quality wins. They beat three teams over 500. LSU has only beat one. Missouri and LSU both have a top 25 win. Okay, Missouri's margin of victory is a little bit less than LSU. So these things aren't equal right now. Um, if if LSU was seven and one and their only loss was to Missouri, they might be either one spot below or one spot above Missouri. Okay. But that's like saying, look, it, it, uh, you know, whatever, if, if North Carolina was in the, was in the top 25, it's like saying, you know, should Virginia be ranked above them? So, so you got to put head to head in your mind as the, as the least important thing. That's your tiebreaker. Okay. Now I know a lot of fans want to say, well, head to head should be the most important. It just isn't. That's just the way it works. I don't make up the rules, right? I know we have Louisville over Notre Dame, but again, you got Louisville with one loss, Notre Dame with two. So we don't have equal things there. So going forward, folks, when you're looking at head to head, put that 
at the bottom of your list of importance. That's kind of your tiebreaker. It's not the t- at the top, it's at the bottom. And I think that's the thing you got to get in your mind. Even if you believe Missouri should be ranked below LSU, that's not the way the system has been consistent over the last nine years. All right, we have Ole Miss fans asking, why is Oklahoma ranked ahead of Ole Miss? Um, God, it was razor thin, man. I talked about this in my video cast yesterday. I wasn't sure if Ole Miss would be above Oklahoma, but then I started thinking about it. <clears throat> Remember how I just said a minute ago where the committee likes to keep competitors close? Yeah. Okay. So I was looking at Oklahoma Ole Miss. I talked about this yesterday and I was like, man, cause the Ole Miss resume, here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at my numbers right now. Okay. we got both seven and one Oklahoma's strength of schedule is 49. Ole Miss is 29. Checkbox Ole Miss, right? But remember, strength of schedule isn't that important. Oklahoma has three quality wins. Ole Miss has two. Ole Miss has two top 25 wins. Oklahoma has one. Margin of victory, Oklahoma's in the middle of the pack and well ahead of Ole Miss. Ole Miss hasn't been stomping the crap out of people, okay? So when you look across this, though, it looks very, very even. The reason I was more comfortable keeping Ole Miss uh, below Oklahoma is because in order for Ole Miss to get in the SEC title game and potentially win it and get a playoff spot, they have to win out, and Alabama has to lose two out of four, right? I think that's right. Isn't that right, Bo? Yeah, that's what you told me. You said that okay. that Alabama has to lose twice, Ole Miss has to win out, and you said that Ole Miss has to win in the SEC championship game against Georgia again. Yeah, to get into the playoffs. But see, what with Ole Miss, though, is the odds of Ole Miss winning out and Alabama losing two games so Ole Miss goes to the SEC title game as a one-loss team is very low. Um, and so that's why we had projected Ole Miss below Oklahoma. It's razor thin. It's ra- if it had come back flip-flopped Ole Miss at 9 and Oklahoma at 10, I would have no argument with that because it is a razor thin difference between the two. I think the biggest difference is that Oklahoma and Texas – are both looking to win out to get in. Ole Miss, even with the same record, has a much more difficult path to try to get in that SEC title game to get in the playoffs. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that takes us. We've got time. Let's let's yeah. hit the the big game this week in the state of Mississippi is A and M and Ole Miss. Oh, it's so tasty. I know. So tasty. I know. It's a oh. it's a thirty four ounce bone in ribeye. So I'm gonna oh. tee you up. And you love to go through play callers and talent and all this, and everybody's going nuts. It's an 11 a.m. game here in Oxford. It's a three-and-a-half-point spread. Ole Miss is the favorite. So you can start on offense versus defense, whichever team, and, and go from yeah, there. Yeah, whatever, whatever direction we want to go there. Well, th- this game feels like Kentucky-Texas A&M last week. Or, uh, excuse me, uh, Kentucky and Tennessee last week. Yeah, which was a fantastic and, 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 game. Right. And what did we say on the show? Take the point. Right, these are these are two evenly talented teams. The offense versus defense of Kentucky and Tennessee balanced each other out. The offense of Tennessee this year versus the Kentucky defense balanced it out. It was a very very even football game, talent wise. Very similar recruiting, coaching staff grades, very very similar. That was a great game on paper, in my opinion. That's why I love taking the points. Same in this game. I like taking the points with A and M. Recruiting is very similar from a talent perspective. Coaching staffs very similar. Um, 
and you look at the numbers year to date, you got strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness. You got strength of the Ole Miss offense, top 20, versus the AM defense, top 20. And then you have the AM offense, top 35, versus the Ole Miss defense, top 35. I think this is a wonderfully balanced game on paper. And, I, you know, the, my, my first question on this was, who am I getting points on? I think that's the betting edge is who, whatever I can get plus points in a matchup like this, that's what I like. So who's going to win it? I don't know. You, you know me. I like to favor the better recruiter, which is Texas A&M. But from a betting standpoint, I believe this is a very even game, and I will take the points plus three and a half A&M on the road this weekend. Okay, the over-under is 54, Bartu. Oh, fair, yeah, I am not touching that, brother. No. No, 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 no. Remember, uh, the, the, the midpoint of scoring in college football is 56, right? That is your most frequent hit total. So it's almost straddling that line. And so I, I, was, I was thinking if you were going to say the game total was in the 60s, I'd go under 54. It feels like no man's land to me. Really, really does. And, and so what does that pencil out? Does that, that's, 20, that's 30 to 27? No. No, less than that. 27, 24? 27, 20, 24. Yeah, 28. So they're saying it's going to be like a 28-27 football game. Hey, I can and see. I can really, really see that because I just think it's balanced football. Um, yeah, not comfortable weighing in on a lean on that one right there. I'll just, I'll just take my A and M plus points and and hope for a really good football game. All right, we still got a couple of minutes. Bar two, Matrix Analytical, number one staffing firm in the country, he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Lunch today is brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Starkville, and Tupelo. Bar two, LSU at Bama, real quick. Um, <laughs> Oh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I, this, this is, so you got the best offense in the SEC against the best defense, right? You got the number one scoring efficiency offense in the country, LSU, and you have the number nine scoring efficiency defense in the country, Alabama. Mm, that right there is awesome, right? But I think they're going to cancel themselves out. I think the real football game is the 105th defense of LSU against the 38th offense of Alabama. Both of those units need something good to happen to them, right? I mean, Alabama's been searching for offense all year. LSU's been searching for defense all year. This might be one of those, something has got to give in this football game. LSU's going to score a bunch of points and, uh, you know, or, you know, Alabama's defense is going to be awesome. I think, like I said, I think those are going to play themselves to a stalemate. What I'm interested in this football game is who breaks out here. Does does the Alabama offense break out against a defense that has given up more points than 105 other teams in the country per mm. snap? Mm. Or is the Alabama offense really that bad and this LSU defense gets one over on them? So uh, where's that one at? Is that in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. What's the line on that? Is that three and a half, six and a half? It's three. Bama minus three. three. Oh, so that so they're saying that this is an even matchup on a neutral field. <laughs> Dang, uh, yeah, dude, it's like Bill Snyder. You either don't bet or you you bet with Saban. So I'll leave the minus three at home and uh, take Alabama to win and cover in that football game. I got less than a minute. How surprised are you that Dabo Swinney and Clemson the Dabo's minus three coach effect? Uh, you know something. Things go up, things go down. It's you know nobody's won eight. Nobody in college football has won eight had an eight-game win season or better 
in a row since 2000. Nobody. Everybody's had seven wins, six wins, even Ohio State, Alabama, you name it. So, mm-hmm. look, you're supposed to have down years, right? Mm-hmm. The concern is where is this starting a trend? All right? They have the talent, they have the coaching to turn this around. So is it just one bad year, or is this a new trend for Clemson as it falls apart and goes into a decade-long slide trying to rekindle itself? All right. The Matrix, man. Tell Miss Matrix we said hello. Absolutely. You guys all have a great day. Love y'all. See you, buddy. Dave Bar 2, Matrix Analytical, number one college football staffing firm in the country. And uh, he's calling them out, the college football playoff committee, that uh, Georgia should not be number two, that they went away from their model since 2014. I had lunch yesterday at Bulldog Burger. I had the jalapeno popper burger. And uh, O'Hanrahan? Yeah, O'Hanrahan's Revenge. That's a good one. The From Irish, Key City? Yeah, Irish Red Ale. It's fantastic. It's a great beer. It's a great beer. Bulldog Burger. And somebody ordered fried pickles beside me, Ooh. and I was jealous. Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Bulldog Burger in Startville, and Bulldog Burger in Tupelo. We'll see you tomorrow.